before we start the episode, let me make one thing clear. If you are not practicing social distancing, I am going to beat your ass. And though I personally may not be able to get to all of you, that doesn't stop you from needing your ass beat. Because, girl, coronavirus, coronavirus. I swore to myself that I wasn't going to do it in this in this episode, but I had to. Shit is real. Shit is getting real. Shit is getting real. And y'all are out here having quarantine parties. And what sense does that make? A quarantine party. A quarantine party. A quarantine party in this economy. No, literally in this economy. <laughs> Anywho. Welcome back to another episode of Stream of Social Consciousness, your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. <laughs> and you know what? If you haven't already guessed, today we're going to be talking about coronavirus. We're going to be talking about the way that coronavirus is ruining my life. Coronavirus is taking away my, my birthday. Coronavirus is taking away my hot girl summer. Coronavirus has taken away my in-person classes and yours. Coronavirus has me working like my job. Like the job that I work at, at my house, that doesn't make any sense. And we're going to get into all of it. Um, I am tired of coronavirus. I'm tired of listening to, to people talk about coronavirus. I'm tired of talking about coronavirus. But at this point, we we have to. We have to. Um, and may I just say, before we get in this episode, I, as a host, as a person, as a, all the things, have been unmotivated and, and stressed and rightfully so because this is my first global pandemic. I don't I don't know about y'all. Um but this is my first. So I'm figuring out how to live and be uh in the middle of it. And it has made me so unmotivated to record an episode, so unmotivated to create period. But we back, baby. And though coronavirus is bleak and miserable and everybody's government doesn't know how to do shit. And by everybody, I mean ours in America. T. But we're going to talk about coronavirus today, nonetheless. I just wanted to let y'all know where I'm at or where I was and why it's been taking me so long to pop out an episode, not only about coronavirus, but period. But Fuck it, I'm rambling. Let's get into it. Splash. Okay, let's get into it. You have now entered the stream, and we're going to be talking about Rona, Lerona them, Miss Rona, Lerona on the beat, whatever you want to call it. We're going to talk about it. So I think the best place to start talking about coronavirus, COVID-19, and them is to basically start from the beginning. Um, and a lot of you may know that I am getting a master's in public health. However, let me say this. I, I Let me not be your source of information for public health information. <laughs> uh, not saying I don't know what I'm doing. Not saying I'm wasting my money in my program. However, comma, uh, I am not an epidemiologist. I am not a virologist. I am not none of that, girl. I am here studying the social underpinnings of diseases like this. Uh, and I am not an expert by any means. So though I know 
that I am in this program. And I know a lot of people who listen to me um, and follow me may know that I am studying public health. However, let me make this clear (laughs) that you should still be looking for your own information. And also that I am not going to talk about Ronanum today from a public health standpoint. This is literally, this is a stream of social consciousness episode, girl. This is not New York Times. This is not none of that. We are going to have a key about Rona and make it as informed, but as fun as possible. So that's the disclaimer for the day. I don't want nobody coming back to me and being like, I don't want nobody going to my school and being like, your public health student isn't learning anything. She told us. I ain't tell you shit. So anyway, now that we got that out of the way, so let's talk about Rona. So we first started hearing about coronavirus in around January. Um, and I actually had like something pulled up that I'm reading off of. So I'm giving y'all real hardcore facts. Facts. <laughs> um, anywho, we just found out about Rona in around January, towards the end of January. And then it started to spread from Wuhan, China over to everywhere else around the world. Um, and we in America got our first case shortly after um, the first cases were uh, popping up in Wuhan. So things slowly started to progress in America. Um, and from there, you know, we started to get all of these regulations in America. And not just even in America, regulations, period. Um, It started off very mild for us. It started off, you know, just wash your hands a little bit more. And y'all nasty asses, I know y'all wasn't washing y'all hands before. I know it. But I'm going to mind my business. But anyway, the CDC said, wash your hands. So we started washing our hands. And then they were like, you know, practice social distancing. uh, Maintain a distance of about six feet from other people. Stay at home if you can. Then the restaurant started closing, then the bar started closing, then the liquor store started closing. I knew shit was real when I went around the corner and I was like, oh, the liquor store is closed. Oh, so all of these things started happening. Now, let me tell you all the story. In the midst of all of this happening um, and all of these regulations that we're getting and and all of this, it was my spring break. (laughs) So I had to make a decision. I had to make the decision about whether I am going to, you know, practice social distancing, be a public health scholar, be a leader, a role model, an exemplar, or am I going to go have my hot girl spring break in Colombia the way I did? (laughs) So yeah, in the midst of all of this, I went to Colombia because um, we had just found out that our school was canceling classes, in-person classes for the rest of the semester. But the week after we found that out was our spring break. So like I said, I had to make that decision. And me and my friends, we made that decision to still go. Now, Colombia is beautiful. Cartagena, Bogota, beautiful, beautiful. The issue is that we get to Cartagena. We start off in Cartagena. Things are lovely. It's beautiful. We're you know, drinking. We're having a good time. We're right next to like a famous landmark. If you've ever been to Colombia, we were right next to the walled city. So we go into the walled city. Um, and then the next day we spend the full day just walking around, taking pictures, eating, drinking, living a good life. Things were good. But the whole time we're looking around like, you know, it is a little empty. 
you know, it, it is a little empty. It's, it's the tourist spots, not really touristy the way that they, they seem like they should be. Things are closed. Huh. And here go me and my friends trying to not be realistic. We're like, you know, maybe it's closed because it's Sunday. No big deal. I don't know what the beef is. Uh, but that was a lie. And we knew that was a lie the whole time. Um, but life showed us in our face that it was a lie, what we were thinking, because we finished that day. We go home, we're laying down or I'm laying down. Cause I'd be liking the nap. I don't know about y'all, but I needed a quick little nap. Um, am I, all I hear when I'm waking up is my friend saying they're closing the borders. We have to get out of here. And I'm like, the borders, what borders, whose borders? I'm whose ass am I going to be? What's going on? So wake up, rush the airport. And we speak to some people from the airport and they are dead fucking ass closing the borders in Colombia. And we are like, okay, what are we going to do? Mind you, there's no one in the airport when we rush there. Like everybody's gone home. The girls done took off the airline suits for the day, hung them up and they're in their bed. It's it's like 11 o'clock at night. So we were able to speak to somebody and they're like, uh, 4 a.m. Um, the people from the airline that we flew with are going to be here, get in line and tell them your issues. Cause it's basically, he was like, that ain't my issue. <laughs> I, he basically told us, I'm just a bitch that make the biscuits. Y'all know what that's from. If you know where that's from, share this with your friend. <laughs> and two, we, he was basically like, you know, they're going to be here. They're going to be figuring things out. This is very new for us. So me and my friends, we didn't check out of the Airbnb and now we're just in the airport until four o'clock in the morning. So, all right, bet we set up shop <laughs> and we go to sleep in the airport until 4 a.m. Uh, and they basically give us the run around, run around, run around. Long story short, we end up, me and my friend, we end up having to fly to another city in order to try to fly back to New York. So throughout this whole time, we are calling the airlines. We're calling the American embassy. The American embassy didn't know shit about what was going on. They couldn't help us. And I'm like, oh, it's so lovely to know that if I ever get stuck in a country, I'm going to be stuck in a country because America ain't going to do shit for me. (laughs) But anyway, we end up having to go to another city and we fly to that city and I'm realizing y'all, I am getting sick. And I'm like, oh, hell no. I am getting sick. I'm feeling terrible. So we get on that next flight and I realize I don't have Rona, but I have something because uh, a key um, symptom of coronavirus, if you didn't know, is coughing like a very, it is a disease that very violently attacks your lungs um, and your respiratory system. Um, So I'm like, I'm not coughing. I don't have a fever. I don't have none of that. But I realized I have food poisoning, y'all. So I realized I have food poisoning. I'm like, I need to get the fuck out of this country ASAP. 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 I need to get out of here. So even though we had flown to Bogota, uh, Bogota was the other city that we flew to. We flew from Cartagena to Bogota to try to get back to New York. So even though we had flown to Bogota, that doesn't mean that we secured our flight back to New York. But at this point, we're working on a time crunch. Like my body is like, 
T minus literally not a lot of time because we're about to deteriorate at best. So my friend is like taking the lead and talking to these people, trying to get us like some type of flight. Cause what we were flying to Bogota floor was a flight that was supposed to leave that same day around like six or 9 PM. And I'm like, you know what? I, I could hold down until that time. So it got so bad. Like my symptoms from this food poisoning got so bad that I started shivering, but I was sweating and I started to get a fever. So I left my friend and I go charge my phone. At some point in time, I am laying on the floor. <laughs> I am laying on the floor in this restaurant in the airport. And I felt no shame in a freaking fetal position. So my friend, he tells me, oh, I got us a flight. I'm like, oh, delicious. I'm ready to get up out of here. But he's like, the flight isn't until tomorrow at six. I almost immediately burst into tears. <laughs> I almost immediately burst into tears because I, my, in my head, I'm just like, I don't know what's happening to me, but I know I cannot like, take care of myself well here. So I need to get back to, I need to go somewhere. Like at this point, before we had gotten our ticket, we were telling the people like just any US city, you know, literally anywhere, get us anywhere and we'll go to New York. But in my mind, I'm like, how am I going to stay here for a full day knowing that I'm literally like walking shit at this point? So I'm like crying, trying to get my stuff together. And I end up, because I'm dramatic, I'm a Leo. <laughs> so I am being drama. I text my friend, I'm like, I'm getting out of here and I'm getting us out of here. So like, if you want to be on the winning team, I'm about to buy whatever flight I can to get us out of here. And that sounded good until I went and checked and the flights were like freaking $10,000 minimum to get back to New York. And I'm like, see, I got it, but I got it like that. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, let me stop being a baby. So I end up getting us this Airbnb. We go to the Airbnb and I shit you not two minutes, like a minute and 30 seconds pass. And I tell my friend, I'm like, oh shit, I'm about to throw up. And yeah, it happened. I passed out for about 14 hours because at this point I was running on very low quality airport sleep and a dream. And um, my friend, shout out to my friend. Hey, you need good friends to take care of you. My friend took care of me the entire time that I was like basically purging whatever, um, whatever made me sick and detoxing after that whole experience. Um, so that ends up taking about 14 hours. I fell asleep for about 14 hours and I wake up three o'clock in the morning the next day and I am feeling fabulous. Fine, fresh, fierce, fabulous. Body is like, oh, good morning. We're healthy. Uh, so I was so thankful because looking back, I literally had a fever and I was like, how the frick was I supposed to how how did I think I was going to be flying? And I had this very terrible fever because they were checking your temperature basically as you boarded each plane. And I'm just like, see, they was going to have to take me to the back room. And I don't even know what I would have done at that point. So I'm happy that I woke up and I was not sick. So since our flight that next day, um, after the whole ordeal happened, 
was at six. We ended up just kind of spending the day in Bogota. It was lovely. It was beautiful. Uh, we ate good food and had good chocolate and life was so good. So we end up getting back to New York safely. Yay! We get back to New York safely. And now until right now, this moment where I am recording this episode, we have been practicing social distancing. Or at least I have, because like I mentioned at the beginning, I've been seeing y'all having parties, but coming back to New York, I was like, okay, I really need to not be irresponsible like that with my health anymore. So let me get back in this public health scholar bag. Let me get back in this practicing social distancing bag and do my due diligence. So when I got back to New York, I made the decision to actually quarantine and not just practice social distancing because I had traveled. So essentially my quarantine was lasting two weeks. Um, the reason I chose two weeks or the reason two weeks is kind of recommended is because uh, coronavirus has a 14-day latency period. So basically what that means is that it'll take two weeks to for people to show symptoms of coronavirus. And let me tell y'all, that was the most stressful two weeks that I have ever been through because I'm just like in my house and I'm like, okay, let me check. And I'm still fighting my um, food poisoning symptoms at this point, but I'm like, you know what? Let me check myself every single day to make sure my temperature isn't changing. Uh, let me make sure I'm not getting a cough, but literally my voice, my throat was like tickling and I'm like, uh, uh-uh. see, cause what we not going to do, I was so stressed, big anxiety energy for those two weeks. And I'm not even going to lie. Like when I got back, I was still on my spring break technically. So for those couple of days I was off, I didn't have class, I didn't have anything to do. So it was very lovely. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be painting. I got a Switch. So all I've been doing is playing Mario Kart, playing Fortnite. I was having such a good time. But then work and school restart back up. And this is when shit hits the fan. So a big part of social distancing right now uh, is working from home. So like I mentioned, I'm in virtual classes right now. Let's go Zoom University computer screen. And that's all. I love my Zoom University. But anyway, I'm in virtual class and my job is uh, remote right now. So very quickly, it went from, okay, I ain't doing shit. I'm playing my Switch. Life is good to, oh, life is still out there outside is just closed. So it got very difficult to like do my important stuff, to do my like professional stuff in this unprofessional setting. This is my home. Like under normal circumstances, I don't bring schoolwork into like my home. I try to do all of that out there. I don't bring my job into my home. I get off at five and I don't know any of those people. They don't exist. Um, I've never heard of XYZ company a day in my life. So it has been so difficult. And I don't know if anyone else is struggling with this, but if you are, you know that working from home is not as cute as they say that it's supposed to be. But one thing I will say is that if you have not lost your job during this time, that is a privilege. If you're able to work from home during this time, 
That is a privilege. And yes, it can still suck. It can be the worst. You cannot like it. That just because it's a privilege doesn't mean that you are automatically allowed, that you automatically have to like it. It can still suck, but you also have to recognize that it is a privilege. Everybody is not able to do that. And even more so, people have lost their jobs. I want to say the last number I saw were about 6.6 million Americans have filed for unemployment during this time. So I said that to say that I really do struggle with working from home, but I am so grateful that I still have the opportunity to work, so grateful that I still have the opportunity to to be safe throughout this time, but it does suck. And honestly, this is when the conversation for mental health, at least for me, starts to unravel because I can't even begin to tell you, like when I first started going back to school and work from home, I don't think I've been so sad. And I felt so like, anxious because I was in the fucking house all day. And I'm just like, I am so frustrated. Let me tell y'all why I was frustrated. I was frustrated because I'm just like, I feel like we are playing pretend. I feel like this should not be the way that that we tackle this quarantine and we tackle this pandemic. For me, I find it very difficult to continue to go to work, continue to go to school in the midst of all of this. And I'm thinking about the way that other countries have handled this pandemic where they're giving their citizens money to pay their rent and literally giving them money, giving them food, giving them all the things that they need to survive in order for them to say, stay in the house, please, we're taking care of you. And it's so difficult for me because I'm realizing, or at least throughout this time, what was the most uh, present thing for me was that they're not taking care of us. Like we literally have to continue our lives as as normal when this is most literally not a normal situation. Like this is not normal functioning of our lives. So it was just so hard for me to like go to school, go to work, be productive while I know that that is not the way that this should be happening. I, I know that. And honestly, that started to get very heavy on me in the first couple of days. I was just like, dang, bro, like we really have to work. Like I really have to go to school. We really have to do all this work. If still, even in the midst of this pandemic, still we are working. And I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but I'm almost like, did my workload go up now that I've been working from home? I don't like that. Like I don't need y'all giving me extra stuff to do while I'm at at home. And honestly, like this is a safe space. I feel like it's okay for us to say that being in the house, quarantining, practicing social distancing, isolation, whatever you want to call it, is having an effect on our mental health. Spoiler alert, <laughs> stream of social consciousness is talking about health and wellness and mental health. Uh, but I really do. And I know that it's been the the case for me because as someone who has this creative outlet being this podcast, I'm like, I felt no energy to want to record. I felt no energy to want to do the things I know I'm supposed to be doing. And in me not doing them, I'm like, shit, now I got to beat myself up for not doing it. And it's a lot 
at this time. So I don't know who's listening. I don't know who needs to hear this, but be patient with yourself. Give yourself grace. Give yourself the opportunity to learn how to work, live, be, do school, whatever it is that you're doing from home. Because for a lot of us, like I said, this is the first time that we're going to be experiencing something like this. So for you to then go and beat yourself up for not opening your LLC or whatever the hell you do at LLC. Listen, LLC Twitter, the LLC girls, big respect to them, but they are always on our necks about not having an LLC. (laughs) They are always on our necks about not having an LLC, being financially illiterate, being ugly, being stank because we don't have an LLC. And I'm just like, okay, but have you heard of mental health? Have you heard of self-care? Can I do that too? Like, and child, do not beat yourself up over that. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know who needs to hear this in the midst of talking about coronavirus, but do not beat yourself up for not subscribing to hyper productivity during this time because as important as everything else is, as important as it is to have a spiritual enlightening and and open the business and and lose weight and work out and all of the things that everyone is encouraging us to do, it's equally important to feel the negative feeling of fear. It's equally important to tend to your mental health. Like these things are normal and healthy. And the quicker that you address them and make yourself comfortable through them, I feel the easier that this time is going to be. Um, so yeah, I don't know who needs to hear that. I don't know who at LLC Twitter needs to hear that y'all need to stop bullying us. Okay, y'all need to stop bullying us to start business. Everybody ain't trying to start a business. Everybody don't want a six pack. Everybody ain't trying to go on a journey. Please, some people are just trying to be. And also, if you're a parent and your child is at home, God bless you. (laughs) Because child, I do not know how y'all are teaching them kids and raising them kids at the same time. And TBH, if it were me, Y'all are going to get, I am not trying to um, enrich every single second of your day. Take them warm up burritos, get you a hot pocket and go about my business. Um, I don't know if I'm the person to be giving parenting advice. I don't have any children, but that's my thoughts. I'm just like, you don't need to be doing all of that. Give them boys a comic. uh, What's them called? Give them boys a cosmic uh, brownie and call it a day and keep it pushing. Um, so like I was saying, in the midst of all of this social distancing, I feel that the conversation of mental health and wellness and all of this has rearisen and re-solidified as something that's very, 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 very important, at least for me, because I'm just like, I am realizing that this shit is taking a big toll on me. So it got to the point for me where I'm like, listen, I need to see the sunlight. Like I need to feel the air. I need to see another person. So thankfully for me, I've been able to walk around. There's a park like right in front of my house. So go to the park, see the churn, all of that. Uh, And one thing I would also like to say is that social distancing doesn't necessarily mean quarantine. That doesn't necessarily mean the same thing. So in social distancing, make sure that you are maintaining six feet away from people, that you are only visiting essential stores. You shouldn't be out thotting and bopping every single day. That's not what I'm telling you to go do. But if you need to take a walk, if you you know need to go to the store, do those things, but do them with caution. And I think we should talk about some of the things that y'all have been doing while social distancing. Because 
y'all are getting on my nerves. I don't know who needs to hear this, but don't do no more challenges on Instagram. Y'all are on my nerves because it's like every time I go on Instagram, it's let's tag 10 women. Let me tag 10 people and tell me your favorite song. Tag 50 billion people and show me a throwback picture. Post a throwback picture and be like, until tomorrow. Like, what do y'all gain? (laughs) And I know I just say, you know, you don't have to go on the spiritual journey. You don't have to do nothing. But like, please go find something to do. Like, y'all, y'all are on my nerves. And I'm so over it. Like, it's it's just getting ridiculous. Y'all don't get bored. Y'all don't get tired. Like, y'all have something new every single day. And don't even let me get started with TikTok. So in the midst of all of our social distancing, everybody and their grandma them has been on TikTok. If I have to hear poor Megan Thee Stallion, because I ain't trying to hear Savage no more, <laughs> like ever. I'm not, I, I can't hear it no more. Because it got to a point where I tapped through stories and I shit you not, this is what it sounded like. I'm a savage. Yeah. I'm a savage. Yeah. I'm a savage. Yeah. And I love me some TikTok. I do. I love me some TikTok. Love me some Meg. But if I hear Savage one more time, if I see y'all do this challenge, or the other one, the little step, step, then that one too. If I see y'all do any more TikTok challenges, I'm gonna start pulling my eyebrows out. And I don't, and I mean every word. I mean, every single word, I'm going to be pulling my eyebrows out. Then y'all see me, y'all going to be like, oh my gosh, Liv, you look, mm, you look different. I'm going to be like, yeah, I pulled my eyebrows out when we were in quarantine, remember? Because you wouldn't stop being on TikTok, remember? I want y'all to remember too. And I don't think I'd be mad if it was just the challenges. Low-key, I might be. But I don't think I would be if it were just the challenges. In addition to the challenges, y'all are on Instagram scamming people too. Scamming people. So on Instagram now, there is this circle circle scam, circle pyramid scheme, circle whatever you want to call it, where you put $100 in the pot and... Eight people put in $100, and the person in the center of the circle gets $800. I don't know who needs to hear this. I feel like today's episode is just a bunch of PSAs of me telling y'all things, and I don't know who needs to hear it, but people need to hear this. That is a pyramid scheme, baby. (laughs) It is. It is. Just because it's flat and it's a circle doesn't stop it from being a pyramid. And it's so crazy how many people are like, engaging with this and actually doing this. And honestly, I think that um, that this scam is a, is a sign of the times. It's a testament to the way that capitalism plays out in emergency situations. And honestly, in, in me being at home, I've been thinking a lot about capitalism as a system. I've been thinking about capitalism in the way that uh, It's preventing our government here in America from taking care of us well, Um, because I've been thinking about this little stimulus check, honey. And let me tell y'all something about y'all. Y'all are going to get enough of posting 
every single thing because the amount of times I've seen people post, just got my stimulus check, just got my stimulus check. Let me show you my bank account. Let me show you that the $1,200 is processing in my bank account. Baby, I'm going to rob you. <laughs> like me and the rest of the city girls and the city boys, we get ready to rob you. So be ready for that. But think about the, stim the stimulus checks. These stimulus checks are supposed to be, you know, what I was talking about at the beginning. They're supposed to be uh, these things to help us pay our rent, take care of ourselves, tackle any extenuating circumstances. And I am not a politician. I am not an economist. I am not none of that by any measure. However, to see the amount of the stimulus package that that is kind of focused on these businesses. And I get it, you know, restarting the economy. It's it's less about us. It's more about restarting the economy. But I've just been sitting here thinking, I'm just like, y'all cannot take care of us because y'all are focused on this economy. Make that make sense. And now we're getting to these points in, in, in this, this pandemic um, becoming worse and worse as the days pass. Now we're running out of healthcare supplies. And now, because I've subscribed to a lot of like brands and boutiques, every single email I get is, oh, cop your mask, get a mask. Da -da 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 -da. And it's just so weird to me thinking about this like commodification of medical supplies in the middle of a pandemic. Like commodification of medical supplies in the middle of a pandemic it doesn't make any sense to me. And I get it. Like, I get it. So I don't need anybody coming to me trying to be a smart ass talking about the free market system and the economy and capitalism. Like, I understand that. But what I'm under, what I struggle with and what has been the biggest issue for me is that this should not be a thing that happens, which goes back to why I was feeling anxious and being sad and all of these things is because I'm just like, I'm really still out here fending for myself. In the middle of a pandemic, the government then sent $1,200, which y'all are only going to get once, which we're all only going to get once when we don't know how long this pandemic is lasting. Um, and I just, it just doesn't seem realistic. And I, like I, like I mentioned already, I study public health. And not only that, I know a lot of people in my program or just a lot of people who study public health in general where they ain't really caring about the health of the public, <laughs> the way that they say they are. And that's all well and good. That's fine. Whatever. That's not fine. But for all intents and purposes, that's fine. But for me, I study public health. I study social justice. I study equity. And, and this these policies are not equitable. They are not people-centered. They're not focused on curing people and healing people. They're focused on the economy. And that's what's so difficult for me. And that's why like, I think about, uh, that's why I've been thinking about capitalism and the way that it has kind of manifested and exacerbated everything in the middle of this pandemic, because it's just like, we can't focus on wellness and health because we're at work and we're at our jobs and we're at our homes and we're raising kids and we're doing all of this in our homes. We can't focus on it. And then the people who are supposed to focus on it for us can't focus on it because they are trying to stimulate the economy because the economy needs its clitoris played with right now and we got to stimulate the economy. But some of the girls cannot stimulate their rents being paid. 
Like we 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 can't stimulate food in our in our kitchen. We can't stimulate nothing else, but we got to stimulate the economy. And I get it. I do. But that doesn't stop what I'm saying from being any less pressing. I think it's important to consider the economy and people in an equal sense. And it's just like they never do. The government, our policymakers, these leaders, quote unquote, they are not considering the people behind the things that they're sharing with us. Literally just when by the time I'm recording this would have been yesterday, y'all, y'all president got on the the television, on national television, and told y'all to drink and ingest like cleaning liquids and, and disinfectants. Y'all president in 2020 told y'all to go drink bleach to to take care of yourself with the coronavirus. Don't do that. <laughs> I don't know who needs to hear this, but don't do that. But I, I just think about all of the misinformation and all of the, the malpractice and all of the lack of care for the people who are who are living and playing out these policies. And on top of that, that I've been thinking about the disparities that have already existed being kind of furthered because of coronavirus and because of policies that do not do anything to help black and brown and indigenous people in the midst of this. And it's just so frustrating seeing, seeing things like this and seeing, um, a policy, a stimulus package fails so hard. <laughs> like, I don't consider this to be successful at all because I'm thinking about all the people who still will not be able to make pay a bill with this money, who still will not be able to take care of themselves should they fall sick. And it, it defeats the purpose to me. I just don't understand. I, I don't understand. I don't understand don't understand. And to be honest, it's so weird thinking about the fact that we have like a presidential election happening in the midst of this, because it, it really is just such a time to be alive. It's so weird to be living in history. The girls in AP Lit are about to be um, checking for us. The girls in A Push are about to be doing their DBQs about the, the pandemic that changed the world, basically. And while we're on the topic of misinformation, let me make this clear. Yo, auntie, sister, mama, cousin, grandma, lady, candy lady from down the street, best friend, play cousin, they, none of them niggas know anybody who works at the Pentagon. Let me make that clear. Because I've been seeing these posts or towards the beginning or the middle of when things were really accelerating really quickly around coronavirus. I saw these posts on Facebook and it's always on Facebook. No shade to the aunties. <laughs> Cause I feel like I always say, I want the aunties on Facebook to know what we are kiki about and no shade to them, but it's always on Facebook. And I saw this thing and I was like, and it was like, oh, my auntie work at the Pentagon. And they told us that coronavirus is a scam and that 5G, you know, 5G LTE services, though that 5G that's on your phone, when you take your Wi-Fi off, that 5G is causing the coronavirus and da 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 And 
I just want y'all to know that y'all don't know these people, that your auntie don't know these people, and that y'all need to stop sharing, but also believing this misinformation. And to be honest, I love a conspiracy theory as much as the next squirrel. I am a conspiracy theory girl, like through and through, but I don't see the point in not only psyching yourself out and making yourself anxious about the 5G on your phone, but spreading misinformation in general. That is so dangerous. That is so harmful. And I really want y'all to cross-check the, the sources of the information that you are hoping to share with everybody else. Please share things that are valid. Stop letting your auntie, sister, cousin on Facebook tell you tell you what's up. Make sure you're getting information for yourself. And I know I said I wasn't going to be tackling you know, this episode from a public health standpoint, but public health is social justice. And social justice is always in the stream. Like we're always going to talk about disparities. We're always going to talk about this the stuff that needs to be talked about because it's it's just as important as me telling y'all to get y'all asses off of TikTok and go do your homework. And I don't know who needs to hear that. But another thing just around coronavirus that I've been seeing is a lot of xenophobia and the same way that you shouldn't be spreading misinformation, period. You shouldn't be spreading misinformation about Chinese people in general. This is not an excuse to be racist. This is, it's never an excuse to be racist, period. Nothing's ever an excuse to be racist, but coronavirus is not an excuse to use racist language, to participate in racist actions against Chinese people at all. That's not okay. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you who wants to post something about Chinese people. I'm talking to you. And I know I had my episode where I wrote for Summer Walker and I told y'all to leave her the hell alone, but I'm talking to her as posting all of this misinformation about coronavirus and about Chinese people. Like it's, it's ridiculous. This is never an opportunity for you to, to marginalize a people, a group of people further, period. Child, we have gone from talking about TikTok to talking about the stimulus and talking about capitalism. And I don't know how we got here, but all in the day's work of a stream of social consciousness episode. So before we end, I did want to start adding a new segment into our show uh, where I, hashtag the Olivia Brown, will be giving you all advice. Woo! Uh, So if you are interested in receiving advice from your girl, please send any emails with any information about the situation that you need advice for to streamthestream at gmail.com. Again, that is streamthestream at gmail.com. If you have a situation that you are going through, you need advice, you need anything, send me an email and we will talk about it here on the show. So to get us started, I've been receiving a lot of questions about uh, wellness and maintaining your mental health throughout coronavirus, throughout social distancing, while in isolation. And to be honest, this is something only recently that I feel like I've been able to like actually talk about because like I've shared, I have been going through it just like everybody else. But what's been super helpful 
for me in maintaining my mental health during coronavirus. If you're working in that school, I 100% recommend making schedules for your day. Like I tend to be the type of person where it's like, I will have a bunch of things I know I need to do. And as long as I get them done, I'm good. But while I've been home, I've been actually like scheduling out my day the way I would if I we're not at home all day. And it has made like a very, very, very big difference in me feeling like less exhausted at the end of the day by the time the day is over. Because what was happening is that I would do work, I would go to school, I would do all the things I needed to do. Um, and then by the end of the day, I'd realize, oh shit, I haven't eaten anything. I haven't drank any water. I've been sitting in the same spot for the whole day. We ain't trying to do all of that. So schedule out your day, schedule in breaks into your day so you can feel that sense of normalcy. Like I know for me, when I was at work, this is something that has been super helpful is thinking about like, what would I be doing if I were on site? And I know that I wouldn't be sitting at my computer all day. Like I know that I had to get up and go make some coffee when I really meant to go answer the phone and be on Instagram in the break room. Like I know I wouldn't be working all day, every single day. So make sure that you're scheduling, scheduling and breaks into your schedule for the day. And then two, I will also say, try doing things that, you know, you have been wanting to do, but haven't had the time to do. If you're, if you're just completely bored and you're like, I don't feel like I'm being productive throughout this time, try finding the thing that you have been meaning to do for forever and you just haven't had the time. For me, that thing has been painting. I really enjoy painting. I find it very relaxing, but I've never, when outside was open, I never really had time to do it. Um, And now that we're home and I like have some type of free time, quote unquote, or I'm in the house. (laughs) I don't know if it's free time, but now that I'm in the house and needing more than just my switch at Instagram as things to do. I've been painting. Um, also, I've been going on walks. And as much as you know, I want you to be practicing social distancing, everybody wants you to be practicing social distancing, that does not equal quarantine. You don't have to sit in lockdown. Don't go anywhere unnecessary. Everybody telling you to go try to, if you're in Florida, trying to go to the beach, the ghetto. If you're in Georgia, trying to go wherever it is that you go in Georgia because Georgia is opening up their state, which is another thing. Sorry to use the advice (laughs) section to backtrack, but stop trying to protest social distancing. This virus is not something that should be played with. I don't understand why y'all feel like you needing a haircut, you needing your your nails done, you needing whatever is more important than people's lives cut all of that out. Take your ass in the house. Stop bullying your legislators to open up states prematurely because I guarantee you, well, I can't guarantee you, but you better believe it. Miss Rona is going to come back and yoke your ass right back up and put you right back in the house until 2021. So just stay put. Stop being so, so, so ready to go figure some stuff out. Why are you always trying to be in the mix? I don't know who I'm talking to, but y'all made me mad. Get out the mix and go home. This is this is not the time for you to try to boycott to get the brunch spot back open. I want to go to brunch too, but I want to be healthy. And I want other people to be healthy too. Like I want to do it without fear. So that being said, um, 
practice social distancing, yes. But if you need to go outside, go outside. Feel the sun on your skin. Breathe fresh air. No one is telling you to sit in your house all day, every day. But recognize that going outside comes with its own set of risks. Wash your hands, wear a mask. But if you need to see other people, if you need to breathe the air, don't feel bad about that. Like on a daily basis, before we went completely in the crib all day, every day, you were seeing people. Like they may not have all been people you cared about, but like, I'm just thinking I would go on the subway, see at least a hundred people daily. And to go from that to not seeing anybody, not feeling the sun, not breathing fresh air, like that is going to have going to have an impact on you. So take that as a step uh, into your kind of self-care routine, I guess, throughout this time. Go outside if you need to go outside. That is just as important as any other self-care thing that someone can tell you. And another thing I recommend just in keeping, taking care of your mental health throughout this time, just be patient with yourself. This is all happening on a learning curve. We never do this before. You don't know what to do and that's okay. And also do nothing if you have to. Doing nothing is so, so important, honestly, y'all. And I know it sounds crazy, but do nothing if you have to. Doing nothing in order to rest and rejuvenate and get your thoughts and feelings in order is is productivity. That is productivity. That is self-care. And I know that we're all itching for the next thing to do, but if you just need to sit and be, and that's all that you can do, you win. You know, do what you can, do what you can for yourself. Because trying to start a business and start a multi million dollar company and start a podcast and be a painter and do all of this shit, you don't have to do any of it. You don't. And don't try to force yourself to do any of it because this time is already so variable. Like, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So if you just need to take time for yourself and say, I can't focus on XYZ thing right now. I'm not doing XYZ thing right now. Do that. That is okay. I, I'm here to tell you all that it is okay to not be doing anything. It's okay to only focus on what you can do. And just in thinking about taking care of yourself, controlling what you can't control is a fabulous way to to staying sane right now. I don't know how many times I've cleaned my kitchen and my bathroom. I don't know how many times I've made my bed and done all the things that I can do that are within my means and within my control to make sure that I'm happy, but I'm happier. Um, and my last thing, I know I said, you know, your haircut and your hairstyle, your nails ain't worth it, but like i I empathize. Okay. I'm tired of sitting in this house, ugly and raggedy. Like I don't really have nobody to FaceTime right now, but if I did, they would be so like, dang, sis, your eyebrows look like that. So your hair just going to be in the bonnet, huh? And it sure is. I've come into all the Zoom calls with the camera off. I'm not trying to talk to you. I'm not trying to see you in my bonnet. I'm not trying to have you see me in my bonnet. And cause that's all I've been in since quarantine happened. But what I meant to say is I empathize. So find a way to do the things, the self-care things that you were doing outside, inside. So for me, some of those things were my 
upkeep, like getting my nails done, getting my hair done, getting my eyebrows done. So I have bought like this pedicure, manicure set. I don't know about the rest of the girls, but my heels are soft. My cuticles are cut. My nails are filed. Like I just feel a lot better. So if those are things that you can control or you can incorporate and they're within your means to learn how to do, learn how to do them. But with self-care, let me tell you, this is not the time to go text your ex. This is not, hey, if any of my exes are listening to this, this is not the time to text me, okay? This is not the time for none of that. Um, And as much as I said it earlier in the episode, that you don't have to do any of these things that, that social media are telling you to do. You don't have to go on a spiritual journey. What I will say is that it is, I would recommend some type of way for you to monitor your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, and your reactions to things. Um, So for me, I journal. I've always journaled. So that's not really something new for COVID. Um, But uh, I journal. And in my journaling now, because of coronavirus, I've been like including just how my day went and my moods, my emotions, what's been going on. And it's been very nice to just see the pattern of like what I have reactions to so I can stop interacting with stuff like that or like what has gone well so I can do more stuff like that. Um, And honestly, lastly, 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 for real, for real, if you need a break from Rona, if you need a break from Rona news, if you need a break from all of it, take that break. You don't have to engage with all of that information on social media. You don't have to engage with any of it. If it's overwhelming you, take a break from it it'll be way more beneficial than forcing yourself to engage with content that you do not want to, basically. And last, thank you all for listening to this episode of Stream of Social Consciousness with your girl, Olivia Brown. Remember, follow me on all of my other social media to stay updated with me. I be clowning on Instagram. I am clowning on Twitter. I am clowning on LinkedIn. I'm clowning on everything. And you can keep up with me on my website, oliviajbrown.com as well. Remember, if you need advice, if you're trying to get your girl to comment on your life situation, send me an email to streamthestream at gmail.com and you your situation will potentially be featured in the Stream of Social Consciousness episode. And lastly, everyone, stay safe, practice social distancing, and let's get through this. See y'all in the next one.